I'm Denise. She's a non-fiction editor. And I'm Louise. She's a fiction editor. And together, we're the Editing Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of the Editing Podcast. So this week, we're talking about page proofs and the proofreading process. We are. And this is important because proofreading is probably one of the most problematic terms in the publishing industry. Oh, yeah, that word. Proofreading. It's so (laughs) tangled. People use it to mean all sorts of different things, don't they? So we thought it would be useful to look at how the mainstream publishing industry and a lot of editors use it and what they mean. That's right. Yeah. And the terminology, it's been complicated further by online publishing, but we'll get to that in a minute. So the first thing to say is that proofreading isn't some catch-all phrase that means sort my book out. (laughs) It's a very specific part of the editing process that you'll do or get help with just before you publish your book. So with that in mind, maybe we should start by saying that whether you're publishing for print or digital, you'll still be organising that final pre-publication check. Mm. What you do as part of that check will be slightly different depending on whether there's paper involved. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. So if you're printing, you'll be dealing with designed page proofs, whereas if you're publishing in an ebook format, you might be dealing with your raw text file. So Louise, why don't you kick off and tell everyone what page proofs are? Okay, so page proofs are either paper or PDF versions of what those pages will look like in the final printed book. So imagine you walk into a bookshop, you pick a book off the shelf and you open it. What you see will pretty much be the page proofs, only with any final typos or layout problems removed. Mm -hmm. So what's important here is that the layout will also have been taken care of. So maybe you or your publisher has worked with a professional typesetter or interior designer, and they've made sure that the pages are attractive to look at, as as well as meeting industry standard conventions that are... readers are used to seeing. Yeah, yeah. And remember that in addition to all the text, all the page numbers, running heads, content lists, copyright information, artwork and things like the references, the bibliography and the index, they'll also probably be included in that too. Yeah. Now, if you're creating only an ebook, you might not be as fussed about layout. Um, It really does depend on how complex the interior design is. Certainly for fiction, your book's likely to be mostly text. So the proofreading can take place in a raw raw text word file. Mm. So let's have a look at that process. I think the way the mainstream publishing industry treats page proofs and proofreading is a a useful model for indie authors. Um, Yeah. Because it illustrates really well why the issue of due diligence by a staged approach to the editing journey um, uh, works so well. And I think it's one that indie authors can mimic. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, Proofreading, it's something that happens at the end of, it's quite a lengthy chain of events. Mm, mm. Uh, And although different publishers will do things in slightly different ways, broadly speaking, it goes like this. So after all the big picture structural work has been done, the author submits the text of their book to the project manager in the publishing company. And then that project manager will ask a line or copy editor to work on the text, usually in Word. And it's at this point that most of the sentence level intervention happens. That's right. Yeah. And then 
Next, the copy editor returns the files to the project manager when they're done. And then the project manager commissions an interior designer or typesetter to lay out the text. And this is where page proofs are created. So when that typesetter's done their bit, they return the first set of page proofs back to the project manager. And that's when the project manager contacts a proofreader. Now, I think what is important to note here is that they'll only want the proofreader to check the text for any final design problems and text-based errors. The proofreader won't be expected to rewrite any sentences because of clarity problems or deal with plot holes or introduce missing tables or information. That's that should have right. all been done. Yeah, it should all be done. So really proofreading, you're looking at really minimal intervention to really just correct those absolute errors that slip in or the howlers that seven other people have missed or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So at the same time as that happens, the project manager also forwards a set of the first proofs to the author. And once the proofreader and the author are done, they each send their set of marked up proof files back to the project manager and they collate all the final amendments into a single set of proofs which they are then sent to the typesetter who sorts out a final tidy up. And then when the, the typesetter is done with that round the proofs go back to the project manager who organises the printing and what this shows is that there's a lot of checking going on by multiple parties and all of those people are separate and fresh sets of eyes mm. now if you're self-publishing that means you'll have to do a lot of that donkey work yourself and that's going to be time consuming yeah do think about how much you can do yourself and and who you're going to need to help you so that you get fresh eyes on the pages even if you're e-publishing definitely definitely it's always worth getting a fresh set of eyes mm. to look at what you've done so what kind of things do we deal with at proofreading stage? Well, if you're working with a professional editor and it's for a printed book, they'll be checking that, for example, the running heads match the chapter title, that the chapter title matches the entries in the contents list, and that the design of all the different text elements is consistent. So I'm talking about things like the font, the text size, consistent capitalization and hyphenation, correct paragraph indents and line spacing. Yeah, and then also be checking that the chapter drops are consistent, that the text on facing pages is balanced, that any in-text citations are styled correctly, and that they're included in the references or bibliogra bibliography. And they'll, they'll also be checking that any footnotes or endnotes are correct and that they match the in-text markers. And one more thing that they'll be looking out for is that um, odd-numbered pa odd pages always appear <laughs> on right-hand pages or rectos. On the recto, that's right. And they're just some of the things that happen when page proofs are being checked. And that's in addition to any spelling, grammar or punctuation problems. And I think it gives you an idea of how this type of proofreading goes beyond just checking the text for typos, yeah, but yeah. how it, it doesn't extend to more invasive sentence or story level editing. Yeah. And one other thing to mention in regard to that is the knock on effect. So um, I always like to remind authors that if you imagine a set of dominoes and you line up four dominoes and then knock the first one over, two knocks over three, three knocks over four. And so <laughs> by doing something to one, the first domino, you've caused something to happen to the fourth domino. And proofreading is <laughs> a bit like that when you're dealing with page proofs, especially on more complex interiors that some businesses, um, educational, academic books and publishers have yeah I think that's a really good analogy and and you're absolutely right the, the the more complex your interior the more careful you have to be I think about those knock-on effects mm. um 
So you can move just one word to a new page and it'll completely mess up the index. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, cause another word to shift to a new page, like 20 pages down the line. Yeah. Be- before you know it, the cross-reference on page 250 doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah. Uh, sledgehammer proofreading can do more harm than good. And it really is quite an art form from that point of view. Yeah, that's a great term, sledgehammer proofreading. <laughs> yes. When you're um when you're proofreading page proofs, you really do have to make sure that you're only changing what's absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. That's one problem you don't have to um, worry about actually when you're editing um, fiction. Um, yeah. I saw that danger lurking in so many of the academic books I proofread years ago. Yeah. I really did. I see it a lot in the educational texts I work with. You know, you're quite constrained by your, you know, your interior design, so you just can't mm. allow that to happen. Yeah, especially when you've got books with like tables and figures and, and, yeah. and maybe uh, diagrams and stuff. It, it can really easily shift. You can end up mm-hmm. with sort of whole lines missing, can't you? Yeah, yeah, and it's just you know it's just blank, not blank not space. acceptable. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. have that happening. So mm-hmm. we really need to think ahead um, of the sort of ripple effect mm-hmm. of changing one thing and, and how it can um, cause changes further on. So let's talk a little bit more about proofreading raw text files for ebook publishing, and obviously there's a bit more freedom here precisely because the so-called page isn't fixed. There is no page. <laughs> Are you getting all matrix on me? <laughs> I prefer it if you are Keanu, but never uh, mind. Carry on. Point. Yes, <laughs> I <sorry. know>. uh. <laughs> anyway, so back to proofreading. With <laughs> ebook files, you'll still want to be looking out for any final spelling, grammar, and punctuation problems and making sure that the different elements of the text are styled correctly. But the process is much more fluid. So make sure that you've done all your big picture editing and line and copy editing. And proofreading really is that final pre-publication tidy up before you go live with your book. Yeah. And and one other thing to say is that if your interior is complex um, with your digital book, let's say you've got a lot of illustrations or tables and it's important that they're laid out attractively on an e-reader, it really is worth considering investing in a specialist e-formatter, I think. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Uploading a Word file will not give you a professional result. Absolutely right. It, it just isn't going to cut it, I don't no, think. No, no. Right, OK, so now it's time for Editing Bytes. This is our weekly feature where we each offer you a recommended tool or resource. So what have you got for us this week, Louise? So I'm going to recommend um, RL Trask's Penguin Guide to Punctuation. Oh, that was going to be mine. <laughs> we all love that, don't we? I know. It's really small and digestible, and there are some great examples that will help any writer get the basics of punctuation right. It's just, uh, I, I, I know so many editors who love that book. Absolutely, and it's so accessible as well. I recommend it. Often. It's so cheap, yeah. Really um, cheap. I often recommend it to my clients because I think it, it's got such clarity around, um, you know, it doesn't overcomplicate things. I think it's a, a bit, brilliant resource. He's a bit stroppy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's a big, Mr. Trask, he's a bit grumpy. But, yeah, but... I think he's a grumpy academic. I'm not very yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The content's great. The content is superb, yeah. So my pick this week, since I didn't get to have the Penguin Guide to Punctuation, <laughs> is um, Grammar Girl. Uh, 
real name Mignon Fogarty and her website Quick and Dirty Tips is absolutely chock full of advice on all aspects of language use and she also has a podcast with over 600 episodes so we've got a long way to go Louise. <laughs> oh my goodness I am exhausted just thinking about that still early days we all have to start somewhere. That's true. <laughs> So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Editing Podcast. You can rate, review and subscribe via your podcatcher. And don't forget to share, share, share. Tell your writer friends, your editor friends, your business friends, basically anyone who writes. And if you have any questions about page proofs or the proofreading process, please do get in touch with us via the Editing Podcast Facebook page. If you ask us, we'll answer. We promise. And don't forget, all the links we've mentioned are in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.